Hey guys, welcome to episode two of Two Pounds on a Pod. It's a girl Louis. <laughs> <laughs> and we sort of thought for today's topic, we'd start off with something a bit lighthearted for our first meaty episode. Meaty episode, sure, yeah, let's go with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there'll be a bit more structure to this one. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Given how I am a person, it will be as strict as it's possible. Okay. There's nothing um, some editing can't fix, but... Yeah. <laughs> we thought we would talk about our experience growing up. Yeah, and specifically New Zealand as Kiwi Asians. I'd say the interesting thing about our specific generation is the fact that... I'd say we're technically what they call the first generation in the country because our parents are from like China or like Korea or something like that but then for us we grew up here right and we were born and raised here and your parents they have their like values still from like wherever they came from so that'll influence you in a different way compared to as if we brought up a kid here we'd obviously have already like a lot of values from New Zealand with us yeah, so growing up, it was quite interesting having those Asian family values versus mm-hmm. going to school and being with kids from all sorts of backgrounds, speaking English, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know for you, but when I was in primary, right? Yeah. I'd say there was like max three to five Asians. In the whole school? Um, Maybe not the whole school, but like definitely for our year grade and there really weren't that many we were definitely the minority a minority and very different wait what part of auckland were you like west auckland Uh, yeah i was west auckland Um, how about you i moved around a bit so i was born in new zealand Mm -hmm. too okay but then i went back to china when i was three oh okay forgot all my english As you do when you're three years old. Yeah, sounds right. And then I came back to New Zealand when I was six or seven. Uh-huh, okay. And from there, I actually started in ESO. East? Because uh... I knew no English and this was year two. Uh-huh. So that was a bit of a struggle for me, fitting in at school. Like, I yeah. could only communicate oh, right, with yeah. other Chinese kids. Were there a lot of other Chinese kids? Well, I was in East Auckland, so it was more Asian. The first school I went to, on my first day, these Mm -hmm. two Korean girls took me in and were really excited. (laughs) And they thought thought I was just shy, but after a day, they realized we were actually completely different in the Mm -hmm. cities. Yeah, kids are very simple, you know. They're like, oh, you're not like the other kids. (laughs) You're like us, but then they realized. I think... There was some mutual disappointment there. They try to speak Korean to you and then you... Well, I think we were both just... We were all confused, all three of us. <laughs> Why isn't this working? <laughs> <laughs> you don't speak English, but you don't speak same as me? Confusion. Yeah. So yeah. I guess in that aspect, it was quite interesting learning English at school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I only had English to speak because... The only Chinese I could speak uh, was basically at home. Oh, well, there was also some, like, family friends and stuff. But, yeah. I didn't have a period where I was moved about anything. I was in kindergarten and stuff, like, 
pre five years old. Apparently, we were moved around a lot, but obviously, don't I don't remember that stuff. Right. So by the time I started having memories, I was West Auckland. West Auckland, <laughs> and then from there, I was there for a very long time. Right. But I feel like you still have a Asian accent when you speak, though. Like, where did that come from? I mean, okay, so well, my parents are mainland, so they obviously spoke a lot of Chinese to me. But um, not only that, uh, as a result of growing up and them trying to raise me, they had to like not shut me off, but like, <laughs> what do you say when you like let someone else look after your kid? A babysitter, yeah. They they got a lot of babysitters. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got a lot of babysitters. Obviously, it was kind of like whoever was around. Yeah. And not everyone. So I, I got people they know though, not just yeah. Not just random. I mean, like yeah. So the, the, obviously, the people they kind of like became friends with were the, like mainly Chinese people. Yeah. And like I know, as a result, they like all speak. Chinese to me as、um, when they're looking after me as well and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So then, obviously, I spoke a lot of Chinese growing up in kindergarten.、Um, that was like my my first exposure to English, and I think during that at least I learned. I think the kindergarten teacher taught me the alphabet. Oh yeah. And I was like, I I think I learned how to. Listen and speak, cause you know kids are magic. They just yeah,、absorb. you just pick everything.、Up. I think I was in kindergarten for you, and I just absorbed enough. Yeah. So I understood like words, but I didn't know like anything like reading or writing either. Though. No, but like even in kindergarten, did、mm-hmm. you not watch any cartoons or read any picture books? Oh yeah, yeah. So. I I know I'm pretty sure I didn't because the reason why I'm so sure is because I remember my first story in、uh, primary school. I think I was only in kindergarten for like half a year or something because they discovered kindergarten late or something. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So when I got to you know class for the first day, the teachers like. All right, kids. I want you guys to all write a simple story. Like you know, I had a great day. I was happy. I played with the ball. Yeah, yeah, I remember so, those. Okay, so for my first story, I didn't understand what the story was. I just see everyone else writing stuff, right? So me with my small little brain, I'm like, ah,、oh, I write the alphabet that I got taught. <laughs> so I wrote the alphabet as my first story. <laughs> It's kind of precious though. Like it's all you knew. Yeah, you you can tell which book of mine. Like I think my mom still has the book somewhere, but you can tell which book is the first book I wrote it because the first page is the alphabet. It's pretty wholesome though. Yeah, yeah. So then, I think from then on, the teacher was like, "Oh no, this kid doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's a farm. <laughs> He doesn't understand." She was very nice. Yeah, I remember her name still even to this day because she like. Taught me all the basics of English and like,、yeah. I think once that happened, I got really hooked on reading because I was very bored as a kid, and my parents were very busy doing like you know working, trying to earn money, feed the family, because they're they're immigrants. They come over, they have skills, but it's not translatable because you know the language barrier. Yeah. So as a result, they just work cleaner jobs and like grocery jobs stuff like that. Yeah. So then the income wasn't high, and they needed somehow sustain for the family. Yeah, I had a lot of spare time, and I ended up picking up 
lots of books. I mean, since you're an only child as well, mm-hmm. it makes sense yeah. that you had to to find more things to fill your time. You don't have a sibling to just kind of play around with. Yeah, but also because of that, um, the way they like let um, all the other parents look after me and stuff for babysitting, mm-hmm. as a result, I met with like a lot of kids. So a lot of my childhood friends I still retain because, well, I just played with them for a long time ever since. And then I also got, I guess, a boost in my socializing skills. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, because like, you talk to like so many random strangers. It's kind of like when you get a dog or a cat. Yeah. Like, you know, when when you first bring them, them to family, they're like pretty aggressive. But then like, let's say you get like a dog or a cat that's like been in a flat and the people keep cycling out because it's a flat, right? Yeah. I think they become more like friendly to general strangers. Are you the dog in this situation? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm trying to figure out where this analogy <laughs> yeah, is Yeah, I mean, yes, technically I would be the dog in this situation. So you're just saying you were more socialized. Yeah. Because uh, of how you were raised. Yes, as Because a of your childhood experience. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're... I guess you're more open to strangers or people you might not know too well, like me. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, um, I got along with, I guess, most of the kids generally. I mean, if we're talking like early primary, mm-hmm. I was pretty into reading as well. Reading? Oh. Um, well, I kind of had to. Well, I think Esau yeah. kids had more reading to do than other kids. I'm assuming they just put you in ESO and then they gave you like reading exercise to help catch you up, right? Well, I don't remember exactly, but I got out of ESO in year three, so about a year later. I'm so annoyed at ESO, by the way. I got... Were you put in? Yeah, I was put in ESO just because I was Chinese. Oh, Yeah, and like the dumb part about it was because I think they put me in like... I forgot when they put me in, but like the, the dumb part about it was... They also put me in the, like, the talented English reading group. That, that, yeah, conflicted. So that, yeah, legit, though. They put me in the talented English reading group, and then they put me in the ESO, and I'm like... <laughs> Make up your mind. The math doesn't check out here. <laughs> Make up your mind. Yeah, Aww. so I feel like there's a flaw in the system there, but, you know, they probably weren't used to as many foreigners, so the system was a bit flawed back then. Yeah. So you came in at like six, seven years old, and then a year later you got out of Esau? Yeah. So you picked up English pretty fast then, yeah? I think I was quite a motivated learner for a six year old. I would come home from school Mm -hmm. and just start doing all my reading logs. Oh, the perfect Asian child. I don't know. I I think it's because. I did half a year of primary in China, which doesn't oh. which doesn't sound like a lot, yeah. but actually it instills a lot of mental. It's that Chinese mentality, yeah, where you spend so much of your energy devoted to studying. Yeah, I visited my cousin when I was like an intermediate or something. It's just a whole different vibe. I don't think I could hang out with her until like eight p.m. Yeah, <laughs> I, and like she starts to like. I don't know, 6 a.m. or something. No, like, when I was in China, I mm-hmm. would cry after school because Damn. after I got home, mm-hmm. I would start doing my homework. Yeah. And then 
I would keep doing it, but I couldn't finish. Oh. Even if I worked nonstop till my bedtime. Jesus Christ. I got to the point where my mum complained to, to the school because uh-huh. she said it was... Too much? Yeah, it's kind of inhumane for yeah. six-year-olds to be going through that kind of thing. <laughs> Make them work so hard. Bro, just... I was stressed AM. Yeah. Jeez. And then the New Zealand study environment was just so relaxed in comparison. Yeah, I can imagine. The math I learned mm-hmm. in that half year of year one yeah. in China carried me to like year six. Oh, really? No joke. Holy crap. So my math was always my strongest subject mm-hmm. in primary. I don't think it's because I'm particularly good at it. Yeah. Because I figured it out by high school that math is not my strong suit. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, the Chinese education system, man. Built different? It's okay. legit. Did your parents make you do like Kumon and stuff like that when you got to New Zealand? No, in that sense. I don't think my parents are that Asian. Oh. I never had any tuition or classes. Okay, okay. Did you have any? Nah, I... Oh, yo! <laughs> yeah, we're about the same. <laughs> I think I was quite blissfully unaware as a child to like obviously the same kind of experience parents mm-hmm. moving over from china yeah and having to start anew mm-hmm, here mm-hmm. build a life yeah but i was quite sheltered from all of that mm-hmm. like my parents were away quite a lot working yeah and it was my grandparents who essentially helped raise me and my sister oh okay were you a sister <laughs> yeah <laughs> sister. yeah I'm, I'm not an only child do i give off only child vibes See, I'm trying to think. No, I don't think you do, actually. Do no. you think I'm the older one or the younger one? You sound like... Honestly, I want to say you're the younger one. Really? Because you try so hard to be a senpai, but... <laughs> now, now I'm like, there's no way you'd be an older one, right? If you're trying so hard. You're the older one. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you trying so hard? <laughs> I just give this energy sometimes from you. You're like, yeah, I want someone to just recognize me as a senpai. <laughs> mm, nah, I'm, I'm the oldest. Older older like, I'm actually the oldest. Huh. Yeah. Huh. So I guess in terms of downtime, I would just spend weekends in the library with my sister. <laughs> Reading. It's such a nerdy thing to do. I'd do the same, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) It got to the point where I had definitely read almost every picture book in our local library. And at school. I was a librarian in primary school. You were a librarian? Did you have those? Like, you get good little jobs, so you feel important. Like, remember Uh, the road patrol people? You... Yeah. Push out the lollipop. I've done the lollipop road patrol thing. Oh, yeah. But we didn't have a library at our school. Oh, no. <laughs> what? Your school didn't have a library? We, we, we're living in poverty. No, now. but where did your books come from? I went to the local library. And then you brought it to school to read? No, I just like, go home to read. Like your school curriculum, did it not have any books? Uh... <laughs> books we had were the um the books you write in ourselves so we <laughs> like the like, 1v5s yeah 1v5s so we just had like we yeah. just brought those to school and that's what we used to learn 
wow. I don't think we had funding for like. Oh no, we did have a library actually. No, 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 no. You're right. We did have a library. <laughs> I forgot about it. Maybe you just didn't spend much time. The selection was so small comparatively. Oh okay. And I think um. Not to flex, but I think my reading definitely outgrew that really fast. Mm. Oh, what were your favorite books? Because mine were like. Del Toro Quest. <laughs> My favourite. Did, did you read I it? read the Del Toro Quest. I love Del Toro Quest. Oh, it's so good. The yeah. twist. Is, is it a spoiler if we spoil the plot? now? No one's going to read it. I, I, really, I, I barely remember it and I don't think anyone cares. No, no like, one's going to read there it. There was a bout. Do you remember? With, like Del Toro. Yeah, the bout. They, they yeah. were I know, I collecting the, the different gems. Yeah, the gems on the bout. And yeah. then they finally defeated all the monsters, mm-hmm. got all the gems, put it on. Yeah. It wasn't working. Yeah. And then one of the kids had this big brain moment where it was like it's because the gems aren't in order you have to spell del toro with it oh right do you remember this and then no, so, he, so, so he put the gems in order from like diamond to emerald del toro oh, love, like right. the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? yeah 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 i think i know what you're talking about yeah. that was huge for me as a kid blew my mind in fact yeah i'm still fine about it can't say that was like a cool memory for me but like I do remember reading Dr. because I had a really good time reading it. Yeah. I mean, the classics like Aragon, no, Harry Potter. Not. I think I might have read some Harry Potter, but I don't remember specifically. Ah, uh, Percy Jackson. Oh, Percy Jackson. I read a lot of that. Alex Ryder. Alex Ryder. definitely read a lot of yeah. that. Um, is Alex Ryder by Anthony Horowitz? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I used to do summer reading program. Okay. Did, did you have, have that? No, what's that? So imagine like, you ever play, oh, okay, I guess you haven't played an RPG game or something. Do you understand what a daily is? I played Neopets. Neopets, okay. I'm assuming <laughs> I know, that was I know, like daily. I know what dailies are. Yeah, okay, yeah. So in games generally, there's like a, a daily quest you do because they try to make, get the numbers up so they play every day so that it yeah, looks good to yeah. the, like for advertising, right? Yeah. Essentially, the equivalent of this was the sum. Uh, uh, for me, it was the summer reading program where, obviously, the incentive was to get the kids to read books. Mm-hmm. So what you do is um is obviously done by the library. They would you have to read a book or like two or something like every week. Mm-hmm. You go to like librarian at the end of the week, explain what happens in the story, so they can like verify you don't cheat and you actually read the book. So it's basically like summarizing what happened and then they give you like little rewards for doing it. It wasn't like, you know, something amazing. It's just like, you know, pins and tags and like little cute toys to play with. You ever have those like, like a semicircle thing that you like invert and then when you put it on the ground, it pops very high? No. Oh, okay. Well, like they, they gave us a lot of weird, cool little toy gadgets. Like little trinkets. Yeah, that like, they were just fun to play with. Obviously as a kid, I was like, a free stuff. B I get to do what I really like doing. Yeah, it's lit. That's a pretty Asian <laughs> mentality. Free shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think uh, primary there were these trends with the young girls. I can't remember what they're called, oh but they're this like they're like these sparkly strings. They're not strings, but they're plastic. Oh, like, and you can twist them together. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you like you braid them together. I know what you're talking about. Different different we, patterns. We had like a lot of um phases in primary of yeah. like what was the popular stuff yeah i think that was one of them and i never had any but all the girls were super into it <laughs> i realized that 
was probably a very big thing for a kid because back in primary, even though I didn't have money, I'd still be able to participate in the trends. Uh-huh. And the way I did so was, um, <laughs> so every kid loves Spongebob when you're a kid, right? I guess so. Yeah. So when I was a kid, me and my friends, we decided to um, make Spongebob comics. Really? Yeah, like I was, I don't know how I was good enough to draw, because if you look at my drawings now, they're like literally squares. But like, back in the day, I used to be, I really used to really love drawing, and I also used to be good at it. So I'd draw like Spongebob and comics. And sell them. And sell them, yeah, legit. And then use that money to like, trade up for like, toys and stuff at school, essentially. But, but you didn't have like, access to printers. You would just be hand drawing yeah, the same ha- comics over and over. On, yeah, white paper. Well, I didn't understand the concept of a printer, because you know... <laughs> That's pretty entrepreneurial. Yeah. Because I still have a lot of, like, marbles and, like, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. From back then. From back then. Wait, what was the going rate for, like, one comic? I don't remember. It wasn't obviously insanely high, but it was, like, probably insanely high for, like, kid... Even if it was something like 50 cents? I don't think... I think it went for, like, minimum at least above a dollar, I think, if I remember correctly. No way. Like, no cap. Okay. Their, their stuff was hot. And the thing the is... Kids love Spongebob. No, like, with a dollar, you could actually buy a lot at the tuck shop. Oh, I never bought food with it, because... You've, because I, your parents fed you. Well... They just didn't buy you toys. Well, I always wanted to eat, like, pies and stuff yeah. growing up. Yeah. But I knew that once I eat it, it's gone. Whereas oh. if I got, like, marbles and stuff, I, I could keep that. I understood that as a kid, at least. Oh, man, that's deep. So I was like, that's that's value. <laughs> I can get more value out of this. Mm. You know, like, I, I reused, like, the marbles, like, growing up to, like, make obstacles and stuff. I, yeah. I, I milked that value. Okay, I was the opposite. Like, if I got pocket money, I'd get right in line at the tuck shop. <laughs> I uh, remember... Because we'd eat pretty Asian food at home, mm-hmm. so everything on the school menu was exotic. So mac and cheese, nachos. Yeah, to that stuff to me was like... They were like delicacies. Yeah. I also had like <laughs> food battery system. Oh. I had... So I'd get my weird Asian lunchbox with like rice, veggies yeah. and meat, right? Yeah. And the kids would have their like sandwiches. Oh, like Marmite sandwiches and stuff. Sometimes they get bitter stuff. Or yeah. like, like lace snacks, you know, like the biscuits and stuff. That's not even real cheese. <laughs> I know. It was so popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you, you know, like the, the currency back then is like the good stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So like whatever we kids value back then, that was the good stuff. So although my like food didn't have too much value to me, it was also like a rare... <laughs> Oh, so you can sell that rarity. Yeah. yeah, like as being as like one of the only Asian kids, I'm also like the only kid walking to school with a king lunchbox every day. Yeah, you're the only like noodle dealer. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Is that what you say? Yeah. Like if anyone wanted noodles, they had to come to you. Yeah. So basically, um, I got to taste a bit there, but yeah, that's as much as I got. Because you can't, obviously, trade your whole lunch away. Because mm. I still need to fill up at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I was, like, one fat boy. <laughs> I wanted to eat that everything. 
Were you chubby as a kid? I was hella chubby. My nickname in Chinese was Pong Pong. That's kind of cute. It's cute until you realize, like, if you think about the literal translation for it, it just so it means fat, fat. Okay. <laughs> like, if you think about it, like, okay, when you think about it in Chinese, it sounds cute, but like when you say it in like English, it sounds so bad. I, I might say like chub chub, oh, but that that might be face Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, you know I'm actually low key keen to see those primary school photos that you say you have. Um, uh, maybe later one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot going on for me in primary. No, you sounded pretty like like you made the most of what you had. Yeah, I definitely did, and I also learned quite a lot. I went through a lot of like I have a lot of experiences that I still remember to this day. A lot of core cool memories. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily doubt or request, but core cool memories. Yeah, I say I have a better memory of those than uh, you know some book. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. When did you start making friends? Because I'm assuming you got English better at some point and then you probably started talking to the other kids. Uh, making friends was so easy in primary school. Mm-hmm. It happened pretty quickly, I would say. Mm-hmm. Especially with all the things we did. So we had like school um, swimming lessons. Mm-hmm. And then because we got graded mm-hmm. for swimming... And mm-hmm. you just become tight with the people in your grade. Oh. We were graded from like level one to four, mm-hmm. four being the lowest. And that's the one where you can't even float. <laughs> so that was me. Because I guess growing up, my parents never focused on getting me to do co curriculars. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't have any tuition, I didn't go to Chinese class, no, no instruments, Same. no sports. Same. So everything was new. So I was learning how to float in year <laughs> two with my swimming lessons. And it didn't last the whole year. It was probably only a term or something mm-hmm. at the local swimming pool. Yeah. And by the end of it, I learned how to float face down. Nice. That was a pretty big moment for me. I was mm-hmm. like, wow, I don't just, you know, sink in a pool. It's not that practical, like if you are actually stranded at sea, floating face down does not get you very far. It works if you're snorkeling. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Oh, okay now. I mean, I can float face up now, so I've never done since my year two self. But yeah, like through stuff like that, you make friends. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Interesting. And I had a pretty diverse group of friends as well. My school was pretty multicultural, so I wasn't just hanging out with Chinese kids. Hmm. That was definitely the diversity in the group, usually. Mm. But I also think I ended up making friends with a lot of the Asian kids as a result. I think I got closer to Asian and, like, the Indian kids, stuff like that. Yeah, it was always easier. Yeah. It was always easier. They also were, like, I guess grew up in the same situation as me as well. So it's kind of easy to relate to them. Yeah. But could you relate to, like, the 100% fob kids? Oh, uh, yeah, there were some of them. Because you must uh, yeah. have had some transfers just randomly. Yeah, we did have some transfers, and now I couldn't. Right? I was just like, I can't speak English to you. There's still a bit of a barrier there. It's yeah. not yeah. just the language, it's how you think as well, your yeah. values, it is a bit different. 
Yeah, I think I definitely picked up a lot of the Western values as a result of like hanging out with the, the so many kids, just like chilling around. Like we're more open-minded, less. I don't know, less like studying as life. Need to be a doctor. Yeah, 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 like like, like like so education focused, I guess. Yeah. For kids, yeah. and I guess for Chinese families, that's really your only focus until you finished with say uni, and then just get get married, pop out a kid. But the thing is, I also wasn't brought up with those things enforced on me. But yeah. I grew up knowing a lot of kids that did, because I had a lot of Asian friends, right? Yeah. Their parents would like make them go to Chinese school, go do like extracurriculars, do ten different things at the same time. You know, do chess, piano. Yeah, yeah, I, I knew a lot like of people sports. like that too. Yeah. Well, I've noticed because you know every time I'd want to go hang out, then they'd be like, "I'm sorry, I'm busy. My parents making me, you know, study." Yeah, I'd go to art class. I have tennis then. Yeah, so from that, I actually also. Say I ended up hanging out with a lot of white kids as well because mm. they would have more time to hang out with me and I'd get more engrossed in their culture and then like families would like invite me over for dinner and stuff and then I'd hang out with them. Yeah, I remember yeah. going to like say white friends' houses mm-hmm. and just being surprised by how different it was. Hmm. Oh, one thing that really bothered me when I go to like my white friends' houses. Shoes? Shoes? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. the shoes. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, do, do I not need to, like, take off my I shoes? Just, I really want to take it off. I just took it off anyways. Oh, really? I, I think I must have as well. Mm-hmm. It just feels dirty. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I'm like, if you think about it, if they're all wearing shoes, you may as well wear yeah. shoes. But, like, back then, I was, like, so trained. Yeah, it's ingrained. Like, I, I, I didn't have many rules in my house, but that was the one rule, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was also the kids calling their parents by their first names. Ah, oh, yeah. Oh crap! I don't know how I used to call my parents. At some point, like when I visited China. China. Yeah, my cousin was calling her parents, Lao Da, <laughs> <laughs> and then I picked that mannerism up too. So then I started calling my dad Lao. Oh man. <laughs> Which is. Yeah, it translates to like old, uh, um, old like it's, 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 it no, translates it's, to like old bird, but it's more no, like no, it has more like alpha in yeah, 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 like yeah. you're calling with da- your dad the alpha. But the, but but when we say it, it also sounds ironic. Yeah, because <laughs> we all know that like my mom's the big the big dog in the house, <laughs> so it sounds like extra beer. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely spent more time with my grandparents growing up too, and I mm. think that's what improved my Chinese quite a mm. bit because that's what I communicated in at home. Mm. Uh, I guess when we were kids in primary, there were some events we would look forward to. Look forward to. Like key events for any kid's social calendar, like your friends' birthdays. Oh, I was. Your own birthday? No, I was very... I guess this was probably translated now. Muted as a kid. Um, We've never celebrated anything, really. Mm. (laughs) 
So I don't look. I never really had anything to look forward to as a result either. Right. Did you have those things? I guess. I think we do try to throw birthday parties for me oh, and my okay. sister, and I look forward to parties at my friends as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, cake, food. We always got these little goodie bags. Oh, that okay. was always fun. Oh, pretty nice, yeah. Yeah, and sometimes there's there's a theme to the party, so it could be at um chipmunks. Mm-hmm. Oh, I always I've always heard of that. No, I didn't never. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Or um, it might be like an arts and craft themed birthday party, so it'd be making like little toys. Oh, that sounds fun. It was was really fun. Oh, no wonder kids look forward to it. Or like some people would have trampolines at their homes and we'd just be bouncing around. Oh, well, yeah, I lived next to a kid with a trampoline. Okay. So then I'd crawl over the fence randomly and bounce on it with him. <laughs> oh wait, so he knew. Yeah, well, <laughs> I would have bounced randomly with that. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> you think I just snuck in and I'm not bounce on his trampoline? Oh yeah, you said you didn't have much to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it wasn't hard to like knock on the door and be like, you know, I'd also only go during the day, but okay, okay, so okay, just like okay. knock on the door and be like, Hata, yeah, can... Please, good sir. Can, can, can we, yeah, uh, can we hang can out? Bounce? Yeah, and then we just like bounce and talk, you know? Yeah, yeah, the shuffling was a good time. Yeah, I mean, I like that. Yeah. So did you go on any sleepovers? I went on so many sleepovers. Oh, as a part of the babysitting? No, I just did sleepovers a lot in general because yeah. a lot of the friends I made when I was a kid, a large majority of them moved away. Okay. So I can think of like two friends that I always used to do sleepovers with. Uh-huh. I guess they were technically my like Asian exposure as well, in the sense that they taught me a lot about how normal Chinese culture is and like other types of Chinese cuisine. Yeah. Like I learned about what other parts eat because what well, my parents were only like a small portion of China. They were like from other regions. Shanghainese. Yeah. So then um, also that I think improved my Chinese a bit. I grew up playing with them for like, you'd say like a f- one or two years, but I'd probably visit them a few times each year because I like hanging out with them a lot, just in general. And your parents were just cool with you spending the night at a friend's. Yeah, because, well, kids want to hang out and play. That's so different. What My do you parents mean? never let me go on really? sleepovers. Really? They were like, Why? it's not safe. We don't know. Oh, wait, actually, hold up. My parents were technically. The reason why we became friends is because my parents were family friends. Oh, well, yeah, that's different. And then, yeah. you know, then I made friends with them. Yeah, it's way more relaxed. Yeah, happens. so then, as a result, I went on... So, but then, like, the thing is that translators out because I go on so many sleepovers so often. Yeah. I think they got used to me going to some other kids' place to sleep oh, over too. Oh, right. Yeah. It opened up more opportunities. Maybe. That might be... I don't know. I mean, they'd always tell me to, like tell them who I was sleeping over at, address and stuff like that. Yeah. As long as we got those details, all good at the end of the day. It might be because you're a boy. I don't Maybe, know. Maybe, yeah. I, I do that, notice that, like, Asian parents with their, like, like orders are more uptight. Yeah, maybe they would have been less 
Maybe, yeah. Relaxed. So you never got to like... Did they ever let you like start having sleepovers? At some point they allowed it. I can't really remember when. It might have been into media, but it was a huge thing for me. I remember going out to buy a sleeping bag just for the occasion and it was like some Barbie thing. So it must have been, it must have been into media. I I can't imagine 13 year old me being like, yes, a Barbie sleeping bag. That's me. Dude, it felt like... That's my debut on the sleepover scene. <laughs> I, I, like, took whatever there was available. Yeah. Most of the time, I'd get, like, a mattress, but, like, honestly, I was down to sleep on the couch. Yeah. You know, I just wanted to hang out with nah, someone. Nah, nah, I wasn't experienced. I wasn't experienced like you were. <laughs> <laughs> I was a master sleeper. I could sleep anywhere. Uh, I guess something else big on the social calendar for me as a kid was Halloween. Halloween... I didn't really know what it was until one year I noticed these kids would come over that mm-hmm. one night yeah. and ask for our food. The <laughs> 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 I was just like, what? <laughs> I thought this was only something that happened on TV shows. Like, mm-hmm. I had no idea what Halloween was. Oh. And then my parents knew what it was mm-hmm. and I was like wait you just walk around and you get free candy yeah. <laughs> why am I not doing this <laughs> so we had a makeshift costume done on the day I think my what mom what sort of costume did you have my mom had a really sparkly like silver scarf uh-huh. just draped it on I think I was going as a ghost it was a very, um, what's that word where it's like, low, not legit. Low effort? Mm, more than that. I was really scuffed. It was, really, <laughs> it was a really scuffed costume. Uh-huh, yeah. But when you're like, I don't know, eight years old. Yeah. It, it can't be low effort. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then it just became an annual thing from then on. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, I too had very scuffed outfits too <laughs> but I know I went trick-or-treating for like a solid amount of times growing up for sure did you have a good time? I mean yeah because I'd go like trick-or-treating with my friends and stuff right yeah, and then, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it was like finding like the good stuff the good candies oh some houses would give you like a full-size chocolate bar oh, yeah, instead yeah, of just the yeah, yeah, yeah. like also like knowing which houses to target was like <laughs> which houses target like year on year yeah no like shit so because like some houses don't give candy out each year oh yeah it's kind of like a hit or miss some, but some yeah. houses you know always give you the candy so you, they're like on your head that's like, true yeah and like also growing up a lot of my candy sources were from the teacher so the rest of them came from halloween mm. and i was like a fiend for like Sugar. <laughs> I, I definitely have a sweet tooth. Oh, so like, bro. You know, I, I want that candy. <laughs> I, I probably learned about Halloween pretty early as well because a lot of TV shows usually have like Halloween Themes. themed like... Yeah, like so it like, comes up. Once that hits and then like all the kids start talking about it because mm. you all were watching the same shows back then, right? Yeah. You figure that out. If it's not that yet, then yeah, after you start trick-or-treating there, because you're like, ooh, is this something we can do? <laughs> <laughs> they, they did it, so why can't we, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
There were definitely some highlights for me. I remember there was an old lady mm-hmm. who answered the door quite late yeah. and then she apologized for forgetting it was Halloween uh-huh. and she said she only had some biscuits. Uh-huh. So she came out with these um, ginger nuts oh. and I had never had ginger nuts before. Okay. It got me hooked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. It's, yeah. And it's not something I would have chosen at Countdown as like an eight-year-old, you know, mm-hmm. it's not it's not your go-to. There was another household as well who also forgot. And she straight up, this this other old lady, just reached into her purse and gave me a 20-cent coin. What the fuck? That was legit AF. Because, you know, back in the day, our coins were like huge. Yeah. Do you remember when they yeah. were thicker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, remember. I remember. So if it was quite... Chunky. Yeah, it was yeah. it was exciting to receive. Yeah. It's not like our twenty cents now where it feels more flimsy. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, I don't want it. Yeah, that was value. Uh and there's also like more value back then as a kid because you could buy stuff for like Bro. Did you ever buy like from the um what's it called? The dairies? Like you the buy like, bags? Well I never uh, I was talking more like like the um it's just like a straw. The sherbet? Yeah, and then just have sherbets in it. Well, yeah. 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 I, those are like 10 cents a pop. Oh, that, mm. that is such a rush, though. That is yeah. just plain sugar. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can get, mate. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 20 cents was actually yeah, enough get, to get... Yeah, the, you could yeah. definitely get stuff with it. Yeah. Like, I think a lolly bag back then was only like 50 a dollar, right? I don't think it was a dollar, yeah. Because yeah. it's a dollar these days. Oh, is it a dollar? There must be like 50 cents back then. Yeah. 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 Uh, the good old days. Now we're on the giving end. Do you guys actually prepare Halloween candy? This sounds kind of creepy, but I get really excited around Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I prepare candy for children. <laughs> but but no one no one came. Like, I think Halloween's less popular these days compared to when we were kids. Probably. Do you think so? I think so. There are still like kids walking around, but definitely less, and I, especially with COVID. I definitely noticed that each year the amount of kids that come around they decrease, less right? Less. Whereas back in our day, it would be mobs. I would see all of my friends, my classmates on the streets. I think it's because all well, the kids are using their like phones and tablets now, so they're coming. Oh, around, so they don't like, need like, to actually see each other face to face. I think that's my theory. They probably prefer to do that stuff over getting candy. But obviously, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's a safety thing. Because the streets are just as safe. Yeah, because let's be honest, you probably have parents walking around with the kids as well. Like, I know some of them supervise them. Oh, yeah. Them. Yeah. If you're really that concerned about your kids, right? I think you generally go trick or treating, like, not too late either. Oh, yeah. Because like, if it gets... By the time it's dark, yeah, you, you or, wrap up. Yeah, or the kids are, like, tired as hell anyways by then. <laughs> yeah. They can't be bothered. Don't you eat the candy as you go? Don't keep you going? No, you keep the... You eat the candy so you can get more candy to the back. Oh. <laughs> no, that's not actually it. I think, um... I, I know I definitely last the candy for quite a bit, though. Mm. Like, I'd slowly pace myself and not go through it, like, instantly. Mm. I had a pretty fair system. I think both my sister and I would just pour all of our candy out mm-hmm. and then take turns choosing our favorite, like drafting. I think 
we kind of did that. With you, your mates. Yeah, but we'd obviously, instead of at our house, we'd be at the playground. We'd still, like, um, like... We're kind of like like one of the taller spots, so you're like you know, yeah. have a good view while you distribute the candy. Mm, it's like pretty serious business. Yeah, but the thing is, that you also don't know that uh, some things you can't distribute, like the um, I guess raw, like not on packaging. You kind of just keep. Mm, yeah, I always found that strange. People that just gave you like say a handful of gummies. That was weird. Yeah, I thought that was weird too, but that's also like weird to distribute because it's kind of like. I don't want to put that stuff on the ground. <laughs> I think that was really it. When did you feel like you were too old to go trick-or-treating? I don't remember when we stopped. I'm assuming it was probably around the end of primary? That's pretty maybe. early. Or maybe intermediate. I think I was still going at like year 9. Really? I, definitely, I definitely stopped by year 9 because... I moved houses back then, so I know what to trick or treat with. Oh, new neighborhood. So then I was like, what's the point of. I, I feel like half the fun is definitely going with a friend. Nah, yeah. nah, but this is a bougie area, you know? Like, you <laughs> could have had a better hoard. I definitely could have had a better hoard, but like. It, I feel like it's also boring to go trick or treating by yourself. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, when you, when you go like with a friend, you're like, we're gonna big brain this? <laughs> you're like, I feel I have a feeling in my gut that down the street it's gonna be a there's gonna jackpot and like you know if you get it right it's like a flex but if there's no one to flex to what's the point you know yeah yeah that's true it's like a social thing as well yeah it's not just the candy you know yeah I think I decided to go one last time maybe year 9 or 10 what made you stop? Well, we were already pretty old. Mm-hmm. You're like 13 years old. But my friend group at the time, we all had younger siblings. Yeah. Younger sisters who were maybe in primary. So mm-hmm. we kind of acted <laughs> as the chaperones. Ah, oh, oh no, we have to go trick or treat. But from, obviously, from we, like... we still got candy as well. <laughs> yeah. So we'd knock on a house and there'd be literally eight of us. Yeah. Like four, oh my God. four older Actually sisters a gang? and four of our baby sisters. <laughs> Actually, a gang. Hey. <laughs> I'm gonna rob them of the half yeah, candy sauce. You can clear your stock. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was still pretty fun. Because, like you said, it was really social. Yeah. But we did get some looks. Yeah. I didn't say anything to us, but you get the vibe where they're like, are you sure you're still, you know, yeah. young enough to be doing this? <laughs> so that was the last time. Ah, uh, so that, that threw you off, I'm assuming? It was, it was good, though. It was yeah. Good. Okay, okay. Would you say you're the same person now as you were in primary? Similar personality traits. I'd say I'm, okay, at a very base and core as who I am as a person, I'd say I was kind of equally chill. Yeah. But like, I'd say I'm very different as a person. Yeah, you've never tried to sell me anything. I'd say I changed in a lot of respects, mm. but yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Cool, 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 cool. How about you? You think compared to your younger self, you've changed a lot? 
I think I'm actually fundamentally a pretty similar, like more, um, I think I was more outgoing, like trying a lot of things in primary. Uh-huh. Yeah, more social. And then yeah. that kind of changed through puberty. Did you ever like, but was I think still I pretty open back, back then as well? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Primary was a good time for me. Oh. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, just blissfully ignorant. Ah, so of, it's equally derpy back then as well, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> good, good times. Good times. I guess that draws us to a natural close for our walk down memory lane. Yeah, and I think that covers everything I genuinely want to talk about. My, my friends want to talk about my deep, dark secrets, but unfortunately they'll have to wait for another one. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for the next episode, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. Bye.